Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sunday, Betfair Air. Featuring more Brownlow markets than ever. Back, lay and trade on tonight's count at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Good morning right around Australia, wherever you might be, for your Sunday via the SEN networks. They can tell you that uh, all thanks to Betfair, there is no Miles Fitzner, there is no Luke White, there is a Tommy Haylock and a Cam Luke, and we are fired up, jam-packed, AFL Grand Final Week, Brownlow Night, we'll get to that, and very, very deeply into that shortly. Group 1's a run and one, NRL prelim set. It is all going on, wherever you might be, all thanks to Betfair. Get involved, 499 736. There's more markets for Brownlow Night at Betfair. Always gamble responsibly. Tommy Haylock, hello to you. Great to be with you, mates. Yes. Um, what, Miles comes in, does two shows two on shows. Sunday morning yep. and heads off? Gone, moves to Melbourne and <laughs> stops working. Remarkable situation for Miles Fitzer, who has been on fire yesterday. Uh, so he's got the feet up today as well. He should. I think he's got ahead of himself, mainly because, in fact, actually, hold that. <laughs> I will hold that for a split second until we get to the lay bin. Before we do, how have you found the weekend, mate? Uh, wet. Mm. <laughs> wet, miserable. Um, it's been a good good weekend of footy. Yes. Friday's not, Friday night's match was a bit of a fizzer, mm. but I think a lot of people expected that. Maybe not the 70-odd point margin that that uh, we were hoping for, but, um, yeah, it's been a good week. Been good racing. The tracks have played well. They have. I got quoted on SEN. Um, article a couple of weeks back. You did, so I see that. That was that was a surprise to see why quite... Well, the... to be fair, mate, if you say it on a radio show that stretches <laughs> to four million people around Australia and New Zealand, the odds are that someone's going to run with it. And you weren't entirely incorrect, to be fair. Though. I was I pretty think accurate. I stand by my thoughts. There's a criticism and a worry that a lot of people have had over different parts. Now, I could argue that, you know, the rain and there's been a hell of a wet year in Sydney, obviously, but... Um, I, I don't think you were just absolutely grasping at <laughs> well, uh, at thin air. There. It wasn't clickbait. It was... No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Although the SCN Track Digital team did a really good job of making a clickbait, but uh, I think <laughs> well, you're on the money. <laughs> yeah, well, at least two weeks since then, maybe they were listening. Yes. the tracks have played much better, which is good. Yeah, and Caulfield played really well yesterday. Considering the rain, how mm. about the grain in the uh, Caulfield Guineas Prelude? I, um, I reckon was... had it have come, and of course everything got pushed back. A, a yep. race after that race, but had that rain have come ten minutes later, I reckon that would have been delayed. Now, had it have been delayed for aft cabin and they had let the rest of the field go, he probably still would have won. But in the end, uh, that was one of the most remarkable weather situations I've seen in a horse race in Australia for a long time. Couldn't see. No. Um, especially in Victoria. It happens every week in Sydney, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just hey, there's warmer. your headline. <laughs> there's your headline straight up. Uh, uh, aft cabin was enormous. Oh. That was huge. Look, I, I I have suggested for most of the week on SCN track, it'll, it'll win, right? But I, I was all for this. Back it in the Caulfield Guineas before yesterday because you won, you're getting a better price. It was going to win yesterday, so it's a little pocket change on the way through. It's a horse that still continues to look like it needs a mile, and I 100% all in, chips all in. I know Golden Mile, Jack and O, you can find really nice horses 
Uh, they're going to run big Caulfield Guineas, but aft cabin right now is the one that I am very happy to be on. Yeah, you, you make a fair point. I mean, he did everything right. He was back to the 1,200 last start and probably just copped the interference at the wrong point. Mm-hmm. Jack and I was enormous. Jack and I went up to Sydney, trial the other day. Obviously, a Golden Rose fancy, probably... I think he's might be the horse to beat in the Golden Rose, to be honest. Yeah. Cabin's come out and done that. So just Frank's the form. Godolphin are on fire. And uh, James Cummings, they they've gone to that next level. You talk about that Golden Rose in secret's another one that's going to be one at the, the head of the market. Animo, we'll talk about that in a very split Ooh, second yes. as well. But he wins another group one yesterday. You've got James Cummings who... People forget how young James Cummings is, right? He's probably he still got... Like his- like he's he does. the same age as me, probably but he's younger still, than me, and he feel, speaks like he's 50. feel like he's got so much to learn. So he's maturing each and every year as a trainer. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the elite in Australia, but he's still learning so young in his training career. So there's that mixed in with the Godolphin well-bred horses they have each and every year for obvious reasons, and all of a sudden it's this perfect storm where they have really good, really good horses contesting and being favourites and winning these big Group 1 races. I, I, reckon, I could be wrong here, but I, I have a feeling they went through a down period for a couple of months where they didn't have a lot of runners. We had those floods ages ago yes. at Hawkesbury as well, which may have affected them. And we've been waiting for these horses, and they've just gone bang, 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 bang this spring. And suddenly all they, their good horses have just come from nowhere, sprouted wings, improved, and now they're they favourites in all the features. Hey, 0499 736 736 to get involved. It is the uh, Betfair Edge Show right around Australia. Tommy Haylock, Cam Luke. There's more markets for Brownlow Night at Betfair. Always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And the segment that creates headlines. It was Fitzner a couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago around the showdown. It was Tommy Haylock around uh, uh, the tracks in Sydney and a couple of other things. So let's get into it. Lay bin. If you've got something to lay, let us know. 0499 736 736. Tommy, take it away. Oh, can I put something on the backboard to start off with? Here sit, we go. Sit and just start with some positivity for yeah, a change. I like it. <laughs> it's kind of a negative out of yeah. positive. Sit there Friday night and Bryn, um, Bryn, Brian Myers had a, kicked it out of the fall, I mm-hmm. believe, and someone just yelled out, get a real name, Brian. I enjoyed that. That was, that was good. <laughs> so you're backing a negative connotation and a verbal whack it. of a player who may have played his best game in it the AFL good. on a prelim. It was good. But I grant that. I do like, I do like when you are at sporting events and people are creative outside of. Yes. It's, the humor's yeah. good. I, I also like free kick, first bounce, and someone stands up and says, been doing it all day. Mm. That's always a good one. Um, <laughs> you are really – I like it more so than just booing. Yes. Right? Oh, the, boo, uh, booing yeah. Dangerfield. That should go on the label. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, why were they booing Dangerfield? Uh, Did he do something to Brisbane? Not that I'm aware of, outside of just ripping him apart in the first quarter of a prelim. So, <laughs> he was enormous. Um, but it, this is what happens. The passion, which is great, of, of, of sports fans everywhere, they just jump on sulkily and boo someone because they are – on fire or a superstar of the game. And that's in world sport, not just here in Australia. But, uh, yeah. It does happen a bit in Australia. Yeah. A bit of tall poppy syndrome yeah, in Australia. A little bit. A um, little bit. I sat down at halftime of the footy, had some scones, um, and all the ones with raisins still left there at the end of the night. Mm. So scones with raisins. Yeah, I'm with you. That that, that goes in the lay I'm not a big raisin guy at all, so raisins and anything <laughs> Is anyone? like well, I don't know. Text in if you like raisin toast because I, I don't know <laughs> I don't anyone. Mind raisin toast. Oh, there you go. Hot cross buns, I don't mind with raisins. Yeah, I'm like, again. But scones. Yeah. Don't you know, it. Fudge putting his thumb up out the back. The guy eats anything, so I'm not surprised <laughs> with this situation. I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay yes. people who had a crack at Brisbane on Friday night. 
Uh, I, look, Brisbane, I have put my hand up all year and said I don't think they can win the flag, but I thought their finals were outstanding. They beat Richmond, of course, in that ripping contest. They are incredible last week at the MCG, a place they've had a lot of trouble playing good footy at. They were really good. And they just got to the end of their run against a team who are on a mission. And it started, if you're lucky enough to be at the MCG, which I was on Friday night, when Danger goes back with the flight almost in the first two minutes and kicks one from 40 out. And the whole thing just erupted. From there, you kind of felt. So for people who are, who are giving a bit of a crack to Brisbane, and I understand we're disappointed because you want to get to a prelim and have one like we seen yesterday, but I'm going to half give a pat on the back to Brisbane because uh, I thought their finals were really good. Disappointing, but they lost to the, uh, I'm assuming, you'll get to it later, uh, the out-and-out premiership favourite right now in Geelong. So, you know, you can't have it all way. So I'm going to give a lay to job. the people whacking Brisbane because I thought they were okay. Yeah, there's a few people. There's someone just uh, yep. tweeted in saying or messaged in, Morning, Tom and Cam, you can chuck the Brisbane Lions forward line in the bin, please. Yeah, Jack yeah. Fagan in the bin for allowing Tom Stewart to roam around all on his own. Um Geelong's half-back line absolutely dominated that first half. They were fantastic. And, yes. And they were playing loose behind the ball and structure up, which is what they do mm-hmm. regularly, Cam. But, yeah, they just got outplayed and coast. I thought, early. Probably correct. You can half... Hipwood and Danu have to stand up next year for this team to have a legitimate. And mm. if you look at, you know, Hawkins and Cameron, Hawkins didn't exactly kick all that accurately, but, you know, he's yep. a superstar. Cameron, likewise. Their, their midfield got bullied again when they've lost some of these big games, and that's been their concern. And if you look at last week when they ran over Melbourne, they got on top of a very, very good midfield. It's very hard for your key forwards to dominate when you're getting belted in the middle of the ground for obvious reasons. But I will say this. Hipwood coming off an ACL, and Joe Danaher, it feels like his shoulder's been stuck together with sticky tape for the second <laughs> half of the year. So they, they get half a, pa- half a pass, but they do need to stand up and do what they are meant to do. Danaher's on a huge amount of cash. Eric Hibbert is at different times threatened to take this game apart. Yep. So I think 2023 is a huge, huge yeah. year for the Brisbane forward lines. But I can understand why there is some disappointment in them. Can I ask you a question while we're running with the lay bit? Yeah. Merritt's comments in the media about um, a certain coach, James Hurd. Mm-hmm. What did you make of him? I... As in the comments or oh, why they the were reported? Because I'm putting the whole situation yeah. in the lay bin. So right? Zach Merritt's well within his rights to talk internally to the Essendon Football Club and have that type of idea. And yep. I, I 100% get that. He's one of their senior players. He has been on the record in the past of saying, I'm not ready the year before. I'm not signing on the dotted line. I want to know where this club's going. And they pitched and all the rest of it. And then he signed and he stayed. He's committed to making that football club better. I'm not huge, and I have no idea how it played out. I'm not 100% against the, uh, over the function. If we're going to start reporting stuff that happens and gets said at these functions, functions. and what a – We're be in trouble for Absolutely. Thursday night. 100%, <laughs> and your launch was outstanding. But that is where we get to see, and you know, when, you, when you're lucky enough to go to these functions, and these players open up a little bit more, and 99.9% what they are saying – is not reported. So this if this starts to become a thing going oh, forward. That's then in the lay bin. Absolutely. The 100%. events, the cashies, the openness, the honesty, the fact that we all love to go have a beer and have a listen to these top quality, you know, sportsmen and women give really honest stories about their careers in the safety of not not you know, not having it reported and they're being under more you know, Zach Merritt had to reach out to James Hurd on the back of it. What he said is well within his rights to do it for the obvious reasons I said. Being reported off a of sporty, 
I'll have that in a lay bin without knowing 100% how it transpired. Yeah, on the same page as me. Mm-hmm. We crave honesty from these footballers and media people and, and sports stars. They provide honesty. Media beat it up. And then they publish the article. Then Merritt has to talk to Heard, And then they write an article on the back of that. It's just yeah. a cycle of yeah, well. like, it's just media cycle. Well, to, to be fair, I can't whack the media because I am smack bang, <laughs> dead bang in the middle You're of it. You're in the lay Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to throw me in the lay bin. I, I want to throw in the lay bin, and this is no one's fault, but I want to throw into the lay bin, I wish I win not getting a run yesterday because oh, I know... Interesting scenario. I, I know the Moody crew are huge on this horse. Had they have got it a tad earlier, it might have been a little bit different. Now, again, that's out of the realms of... Yeah, that's more circumstance, and he shouldn't have been in the race. His second emergency is where he sat because that's how racing works. It's been happening for 200 years, but I desperately wanted him to be there because now his whole preparation is different. We seen it last year with I'm Thunderstruck in the situation where they had to try, and they luckily got into a couple of races, ends up winning the Turak after rating points rose on the back of running in that race 12 months ago. Didn't happen for I Wish I Win, uh, and now the Moody crew are got to go and have a look at a different plan because the odds are he won't get into the Turak either for the exact yep. same situation going forward. So the lay-bin circumstances, even though no one's to blame. I we might have to go to that break soon. I could keep going. I got a few more. Give me another one. Um, well, I agree with you there. It's a really interesting, but you also need to win and get your rating high enough to get in. So yeah. it's a that makes that makes these handicaps and targeting these handicaps lower in the weights yeah. a beauty. I I don't think I know Peter Moody's now saying how good the horse is. I don't think anyone thought the horse was this good until he got here and did what he did at Caulfield last I start, agree. and he got his yeah. hands on him. In the stable. So I think, had they have known six months ago, I reckon he might have got here a little earlier. I don't think they were exactly realising how untapped he might have been. Yeah, someone's tweeted in or message in saying scones, scones is a footy snack in the lay bin. Um, they clearly haven't tried them. They're pretty yeah, good. I do love scones. And in particular, <laughs> you know, with you know the passing of Queen Elizabeth, scones are really thing. trendy right now. I love a good scone, but <laughs> it's got to be the right scone. Hey, hold, we might we Let's might continue a... to go into the lay bin on the other side of the break because uh, if you want to get fired up, wherever you might be around Australia, 0499 736 736. All thanks to Betfair. There's more markets for Brownlow Night at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Just quickly, you are... A part of the Brownlow coverage tonight. I am, yes. Yourself, Sam Hargraves, Michael Barlow. Five till six, Sam yes. and I. And then we've got a six till 10.45 uh, live from the Brownlow yeah. at the Brownlow. It's going to be huge. Oh, but at 10.45, I'd extend it out. This is Gil's last Brownlow. Keep that in you mind. And he might just he might, he might take it a little longer. So uh, <laughs> well, my name for midnight by the time you get home. But all thanks to Betfair. It's going to be a very special edition of the Betfair Edge Brownlow Medal Tonight, of course, yourself and Sam Hargraves have been ripping it apart for most of the AFL season, if not definitely the second half, looking at the uh, the exchange and how it's all been working for Brownlow Nine. It all comes to a head tonight. For Betfair right around Australia, Tommy Haylock, Cam Luke, plenty more next. You're listening to the Sunday Betfair Edge on SEN. You're listening to the Sunday Betfair Edge on SEN. Tommy Haylock and Cam Luke are right around Australia. Betfair Edge as we fire up what is going to be a big Sunday. Brownlow night, grand final week. NRL prelims next weekend as well. And don't forget there's more markets for Brownlow night at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 
858. Now, I've, I've hidden not for one second for the last 15 months that I'm, I'm, I'm thunderstruck for this year's Cox Plate. <laughs> but a couple of text messages coming through, Tommy. I want to put the news out of Animo in the lay bin yesterday. Now, James Cummings, mm. says if, you, if you're unaware, he wins yesterday. George Main did it on his ear. Did it really comfortably. He's a superstar. He's the best horse in the country right now on my eye. But three-fifth lane was, uh, I think, had three vets look over or three different vet inspections. Uh, the stewards reported it late last night. James Cummings just said today that he is a, a really, really well. They weren't even overly concerned at the time. And uh, at some point, though, the horse was a little bit sore. Has said has improved a lot, which is a quote from James Cummings this morning. But I do want to put in the lay bin just any type of negative news around. I liked the fact that Zaki didn't run yesterday. He'll head to the Underwood next week. I want to see them all smack bang, bump into each other at Mooney Valley on Cox Plate Day. So I want to put in a lay in the news last night. Doesn't look all that bad, but uh, we don't want anything going wrong with these best horses in the country. We'll find out more in the next 24 hours, I would have thought, with, with him, because who knows, he might have been uh, on some medication yep. overnight and just pulled up okay. You just don't know, but... Um, yeah, the attrition rate, classic legend out as well for the spring. I was really looking forward to seeing him return. Yeah. So the attrition rate, the internationals that have fallen by the wayside, but the Cox Plate is shaping up to be an absolute ripper. What is the market telling us right now? Now, Animo's been your favourite for a while. Zaki's always knocking on that second favouritism. I'm Thunderstruck, had a bit of money for it after that win last week. Of course, State of Rest being scratched or being retired obviously changed a little bit as well as he we all thought he was going to try yep. and defend his plate. What's the market saying, not just after yesterday when he won the race, but also a little bit of news last night? Has it changed much? Yeah, it has. Um, Animo's been drifting, so um, which is tells you something. He's now not favourite on, on Beth There you go. So he wins yesterday, mm. and then with the news overnight, he drifts out. So Zaki's your current elect, is he? Yeah, Zaki 480, uh, Animo about that 490 spot at the moment. But really interesting to see what the market does. There's been only $26,500 matched there at yep. the moment. But... Yeah, you you'll see uh, a few people trying to lay him if he's if the news comes through. But Fed knows before traditionally the news. So absolutely, you can keep an eye on that market. Yeah. I'm thunderstruck. Third uh, fav, third favorite, nine dollars, ten dollars. Uh, yeah, about that. Yep. So Mister Brightside, right in the mix as well there for third favoritism. There you go, and you are right. Uh, it's not something that will surprise many people. Betfair normally knows this type of stuff first, so make sure you keep your eyes on the Betfair market in the next twenty four forty eight hours as the news develops. Hopefully, in a good positive way for Animo, hmm. as we now sit around Hopefully. and we've got Zaki next week in are the you, Underwood. Are you? Thinking through your pocket a little bit. You're kind of hoping I, that he doesn't get to a Cox Plate nah, if he's backed on Thunderstruck? No, nah, look, if we get to the race, and so as a racing horse racing lover, I want them all there. Yes, and, and I I've, agree. I've, yeah. I've said it absolutely. Outside of the MCG on Grand Final Day, Mooney Valley on Cox Plate Day is my most fun, exciting, intense place to watch sport. And that two minutes is in, in, it's insane if you haven't been. I want Animo there. I want Zaki there. I backed on Thunderstruck when he was just an up-and-comer. I backed him for this year's Cox Plate prior to last year's Cox Plate, and he's well and truly in the mix. I think even if Animo and Zaki are there, I'm still confident I'm, I'm Thunderstruck and run a huge Cox Plate. But Animo's the best horse in the country, and any time you don't have the best horse in the country roll into the best race, there's always disappointment. So I'm hoping they're both there, and it'll make me right twice when he beats the best horses in the country. I'm talking of I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah, what a race it's going to be. Mm-hmm. 
I agree wholeheartedly. Cox yeah. Plate Day is my favourite race yeah. day. Um, You're 10 metres from the track. It's, all my, it's always my birthday weekend. So I get mates oh, over. We go to Manicato. It's getting harder to back up yeah, from Manicato yes. night every year. But what a uh, what a day it is. And the new track, hopefully that still captures hopefully. The, the same environment. That it's going to be a really big challenge for those people doing the, that job. They continue to uh, suggest that it will be. Now I'm going to break the rule of radio, but uh, you're talking about Hugh Bowman going in the lay bin. So let's bring it on to air. That was off air, so let's do it. What you want? <laughs> wait, wait, Hugh Bowman in the lay bin? We've got 13 days, <laughs> lost did. and running. Um, could have run second. Lost. He, mm. he got fined 13, oh, suspended for 13 days because he – Dropped his hands. Now, it's not the first time he's done this. Um, I I think the penalty is quite harsh. It is. 13 days for what he did. I don't even know if, because he, the horse's head was on its way up, but it was a half a metre before the line. I mean, I don't know what effect it had, but um, it's really interesting because he has been known to do this before. I've seen it time and time again from him. Maybe it was the stewards just giving him a timely reminder, you can't be doing this. Um, and probably a good time to do it. He did it in Kalishnikov in the Breeders' Plate. He's done it on Avilius in a Tancred. He, Here we he go. dropped his hands. Um, I've done my research. Yeah, right? no. I see this. You've got a long, long list. <laughs> yeah, so um, and lost and running, obviously. Um, he did it back in 2017. He got suspended, um, failing to ran it, r- ride his mount out. So he's got to learn. It's not a good – it's more the optics of it. You don't, it is. You don't want that. We saw with um, uh, Aunt Black Caviar in Ascot. If a horse isn't 100%, if he was riding Animo and Animo was three-fifths lame and a bit sore, dropped his hands, didn't ride it out, then who knows what could happen. They do switch off. A horse switches off in particular in, you know, circumstances around that when the horse isn't 100% for whatever reason after a race. But I thought 13 meetings was harsh. Very harsh. Again, it shouldn't always be based on this, but I didn't even notice it. I guess maybe we got swept up in the nature strip. He's back. Went straight past Eduardo and just ripped him apart, and he'll be odds on, I assume. We'll get to the Everest in a moment, but he'll be really he short. He but... guilty, so he's obviously okay. knows he's done it. Okay. Maybe, maybe that should be in the lay yeah. the fact that you have to play guilty to get less days. Well, that, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Oh, that annoys me. Like yeah. footy, you play guilty, you don't get a week. Mm. Like <laughs> it's just you're getting rewarded it's for just pleading guilty. It's just, just a boost to AFL coffers. Hey, just quickly before the news, do you have the uh, do you have the Everest market there? Because I wouldn't mind having a look oh. at it. I, I liked yesterday's field. Eduardo, I, was, I think it was the top five from last year's Everest. We had Mizzou going in there as well. He's the up-and-comer. Lost and running. He's going to have a better preparation, you would think. And Nature Strip just sat right off that speed and just went bang. Has the residual fitness. So a slightly different preparation, I think, coming off Royal Ascot. But... Uh, if any, honestly, any Australian superstar and their connections are concerned about going to Royal Ascot because it might actually hurt their spring, I think Nature Street put that straight to bed yesterday. Really? I didn't know how to treat him because mm, I he agree. usually goes really well first up, mm-hmm. flat second up, peaks third up. Yeah, he'll be third up in an Everest, I assume. He was first up, but he's been kept in work through sure, the Ascot, so he was. I think he'll be fine. Um, his favourite at the moment, the big firm has probably lost in running. Who was enormous? He was speaker Bowman. That was a, a great run, three wide, no cover. I thought Mizzou was really good so as well, I. no cover. Great run by him and Classic Legends, um, probably the best value there. Um, and I'm just going to take some of this twenty-seven dollars that I've got up here. Um, not Classic Legends, sorry, Mask Crusader um, is probably the value at about mm. that fifteen twenty dollars because you just can't win it. Only because of the way that he profiles and runs, and like oh, yeah. we say, yeah. we say it all the time. But if your horse goes back, you need a great deal of luck. What numbers next to Nature Strip? Uh, well, you can ask for a price. At yeah. the moment. There's not much. Um, yeah, but 
It's between two and three dollars. Yeah, at the moment, so you can right. ask for whatever you want. Mate. It was a dollar sixty a couple of years ago. Remember around this time two years ago, it was a dollar sixty. We all thought he was going to go to the Everest and just belt them. He didn't. And then twelve months later, he wins it. And then twelve months later, there's an argument to say that he's a better horse now than he was. And has ever been, which is I think nuts. It's going better than ever. Yeah, it, it, it feels that way. Uh, news time, Brownlow, Grand Finals, all the rest of it, right around the nation. Tommy Haylock, Cam Luke, all thanks to Betfair. Tommy Haylock and Cam Luke right around Australia. It's the Betfair Reds for your Sunday morning. There's more markets for Brownlow night at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 if you're having any issues. And tonight, of course, a special edition, Betfair Reds. Brownlow middle from 5 o'clock. Sammy Hargraves, Michael Barlow, Tommy Haylock. And, of course, you on 0499-736-736 to get involved, wherever you might be. Just quickly, we'll start before we get stuck into the Brownlow because we'll probably spend a little more time on that. Grand final. The Cats were brilliant Friday night. The Swans went into their shell a little bit in the second half. In particular, the last quarter, the Pies were outstanding. They hold on by a point. Remarkably, the last time there was a prelim with the SCG, that was also separated by a point in the famous Tony Lockett after the siren behind. Uh, but it's the Swans and the Cats. What's the bet fair market right now? Geelong, $1.59. Um, Sydney, $2.66. $988,000 traded already. Um, what's What do you make of the market? Uh, I think Geelong's just a tad short. I think it'll closen up and get a little bit. I think that some of that market it might have been traded prior to Sydney official, well, before Sydney won the game yesterday. So maybe people jumping in on the back of the prelim on Saturday night, uh, Friday night with the Cats' nice win. But... Sydney belted Geelong earlier in the year was Buddy's 1,000th goal. A lot has changed. Geelong are no doubt playing better than they were then. And they, in my mind, have been the best team in the league for the last two months. But they do have their, their issues with Sydney at different times. And Sydney have been outstanding. And they probably don't go into their shell like they did yesterday Why do you, what in do you a grand final. You don't think they'll do that in a grand final? I think you're more likely to play a grand final out than you've got self-preservation Slightly, yes. maybe on the mind. You're six goals up in a in a prelim. Oh, I think you don't. I don't think self preservation comes into it at all in a grand final for well obvious reasons. You've got six months to get over it. It's just dangerous because what happens? The momentum just entirely shifts to the other team, and no team is better than taking momentum. Well, this year anyway, than Collingwood have been. So it was dangerous yesterday. They, they got lucky. McInerney snaked a Darcy Moore across ground kick in the third quarter, and Tommy Papley mm. marked or was given a mark that. Bounced off the ground when there could have slightly been a free kick given. I don't think the free kick was there, but neither was the mark. Did but they get, got lucky. Did he get a free kick or was it a mark? No. I thought he got the free kick. Did he? Yeah, I think it was too high on him. Um, forgotten the player. The okay. Player. But, All right. Well, well, either way, they got a little lucky. They win the game. But I think that that market will be a little closer come the first bounce next Saturday. Collingwood supporters aren't happy about the umpiring. But no. I, I, I hate it that they pinpoint one thing like that Papley incident. I thought True. I thought they got a bit lucky, Collingwood, as well, with the dropping the ball in the last quarters. They kicked the goal um, in that last quarter when they got tackled twice. I think Elliot put the ball on the ground and kind of Mm. where he was being tackled and then tapped it away. Like, it happens. Yeah, it There's does. 50 of them it a does. match. I, I think the, the right team won the game, but I thought it was, if there's one thing to come out of, and it's been a conversation all year, the fact that Ginevan got absolutely that 50-meter penalty. I've got a message in here, mate. Just, I've got a message here. Who's Hang on a from? second. Mr. Papley. Go on. Uh, sorry, T, 
Tom P. Oh, yeah, go on. Tell Cam Luke that didn't touch the ground. It looked like it from the replay, mate. I wasn't the one in the middle of the SCG. All right, you know what? I'll take, I'll take the word from TP. What a game he played. Yeah, he, he was outstanding. What a game he played. Outstanding. Uh, I, I will say the get like, Ginevan, umpires always say, hey, just come back a couple of metres. He didn't get that option. And then Buddy got the option a little bit later in the game. Yeah, the right good. team won. Uh, the two best teams are playing off in a grand final. I do think the market is too heavily skewed right now towards Geelong, and I think it'll even up. We've got uh, other markets up yes. on Betfair as well. First scoring plays, first goal, wide to wide, winning margin spread, Norm Smith medalist. Who, who, who's favourite for Norm Smith? Oh, probably Danger, I would have thought. Yeah. Let's get it up. Yeah, Dangerfield, Jeremy Cameron, Callum Mills for Sydney. They're the top three. So, you know um, who was incredible yesterday? Luke Parker. Yeah, Went head-to-head with Jordan Ngoi. And look, it shouldn't be any surprise because the guy is a legit a legit AFL superstar when head-to-head with Jordan Dugowie. The guy, Dugowie, who didn't play last time, they played in Sydney. You know how great of a two games he's had, Jordan Dugowie. And Luke Parker went head-to-head with him and was incredible. As was Hickey. Tom Hickey, Hickey was I, unbelievable I, I, as well. I tweeted that. I loved his last quarter. He, he, I don't think he went off the ground. Um, he's got to battle through in a fourth his, quarter of a prelim, presence. I guess. Yeah. I think he only had four disposals, but he took that really good mark at the end of the game. Yep. His presence, he competed. His taps were great. Um, yeah, I thought he was really good in that last quarter. Yeah, brilliantly done. Can't wait Who's, for it. Who are you leaning to in the Norm Smith, mate? Papley. Yeah. Nah, look. I, I good think, answer. I think the thing with it is, and he's obviously a legitimate chance, I, I, I think, and this happens each and every year, this is why Norm Smith is so hard and you get some value because the two best teams traditionally have four Say legitimate stars who yep. stand up on the biggest stage. And if you look at Geelong, Jeremy Cameron's been pointed out. Patrick Dangerfield, for obvious reasons. You know, Tom Stewart just absolutely dominates like he did on uh, Friday night. Because Norm Smith, while occasionally we, we, we do lean towards midfielders, other key position players stand up and are able to get it as well. You know, we see, of course, Brian Lake, who won it when he was at Hawks and all the rest of it. So that, you look that at that. That was amazing, the Brian Lake winning. Absolutely. After they traded him for pick 260 to be able to get into the club. <laughs> but you look at that, you know, Papley, Luke Parker, who you mentioned. If Buddy stands up and kicks four goals in like seven minutes, which he can do, then all of a sudden he comes into really deep calculations. Heaney, Mills. There, there's legitimate. So there's 10 guys each and every year that can stand up and handle the biggest stage, and uh, we'll see how it goes. That's why these are the two best teams and the last two teams standing. What a match it's going to be. I can't, can't wait, wait for that. We've got the Brownlow tonight. Who's your tip yes. tonight? Patrick Cripps. Cripps? Yeah, you I, want him? Yeah, I, I am. I, I think he will have a nice lead at the halfway mark, and I know Carlton's second half of the year it fell away. And I know there's Blues fans right now who are listening who are rejoicing because Collingwood got beat yesterday. I don't, that makes no sense to me because <laughs> a on the your text. season finished in our year <laughs> a month ago when the Pies got you. But what I will say is that um, I, I don't think Brisbane's second half of the year was overly good. They they were on top of the ladder around round 12 or 13 and then ended up finishing six. So their second half wasn't great. Lockie Neal clearly probably uh, will be in the top three, but I think Cripps... He missed the game earlier in the year, but I, I, I'm a Patrick Cripps guy at the moment. But uh, your Brownlow predictor will tell me because you've got it right three straight years and I expect this to be four. That is true. We've got Lockie Neal slightly ahead of Clayton Oliver. We've got Paddy Cripps, Petraka and Brochaw all on the same amount of votes. It's going to come oh. down around 23, I reckon, Cam. Oh. Um, we've got Cripps getting 2.5, so likely three-vote yep. game round 23. Yeah. And obviously Melbourne played Brisbane round 23. What a match that was. Clayton Oliver... Had a huge game. Mm. He had forty. Um, he'll get two or three. So well, Neil won't get a vote in that last Neil game. Neil won't get a vote, and it comes down to the Ollie Wines versus 
Um, the Bulldogs, Bontempelli, yep. round 23 last year when they were head-to-head. Bont traded as low as 240 in the Brownlow at stages last year. I think it was round 16. Ollie Wine stormed home, got the votes in the last round and, and won the Brownlow. So that just a repeat of last year, almost that round 23 clash. Remarkable. And uh, i tell you what I want to put in the uh, the backboard as you call it, yeah. the Brownlow on a Sunday night. I, I, I was going to ask you about this. I'm, I'm a firm believer. Why that, is it on Monday night? Well, because of the Queen. No, Funeral. why is it Oh, normally? traditionally. Well, yeah. I think I, I don't know how it's all worked out historically, but the idea is that it kickstarts grand final week. I personally would move it to the bye weekend and yeah. have it on the Saturday night of the bye weekend. You can build it around the AFLW, which the AFL are, are huge on making sure it, it has its own time, so I understand that. But I also like that... If you have it in that particular week, the whoever wins it is going to be in the room because a non-Victorian team. Like if a if a Swanee wins it tonight, well, we're going to have to cross to the Harbour City. I have no doubt they've got a nice function on, and it'll be great. But it'll be very obviously low key. So for for me, I would like to see it moved into that bye week. Have that the All Australian team have this really big weekend, build it around the AFLW, have some marquee games, and that way we are certain that the player is going to be in the room more so than uh, what we do when we see on a Monday or a Sunday night where the non-Victorian grand final participants aren't there. <laughs> Text in, even Margaret doesn't think Cripps will win Luke. Yeah, no. Well, we had Margaret go. yesterday. She didn't, she didn't like Cripps. I actually think that she was a little confused. She thought I was sticking up for Brisbane, but she didn't. And she didn't call me Luke. She called me Sam. So I think she thought I was Sam Margraves. <laughs> uh, but no, Margaret didn't want to borrow me suggesting Patrick Cripps can win the Brownlow. So... Diehard Blues fan is against Crips. Maybe that is a slight concern. Uh, let's get to a break. Wherever you might be around Australia, who do you think is going to win the Brownlow? 0499 736 Tonight, it is going to be on. We're going to get to some of the bets and have a look at it on the other side of this. But tonight, it's going to be Tommy Haylock with Sam Hargraves, and that show's been on fire. Was it all year or just the second half of the year? Just the second half yep. of the year, yeah. So um, we did all right. We've been going well. Absolutely. And gives a really good insight of what uh, punters and people around the country have thought around the Brownlow. Michael Barlow's going to join the boys as well from 5 o'clock tonight. A special edition of the Betfair Edge of Brownlow show. There's more markets for Brownlow night at Betfair. Make sure you get involved. Always gamble responsibly. You're listening to the Sunday Betfair Edge on SEN. You're listening to the Sunday Betfair Edge on SEN. Tommy Haylock, Cam Luke, right around Australia, all thanks to Betfair. Grand final week, Group 1's NRL prelim. Your text, 0499 736 736 on Brownlow Day. Brownlow night tonight, the Betfair Edge special edition of the Brownlow. Sam Hargroves, Mickey Barlow and our man Tommy Haylock to take you through from 5 o'clock, Tommy reckons 10.45 finish. You can put that in the lay bin. <laughs> I reckon Gil's going to stretch this bad boy out. I reckon it's a midnight finish oh. before we've got uh, not only someone crowned, because I assume you're, you, you you boys will, will, off the back of it, have a little wash-up. So uh, if Gil finishes about 11.15, yeah, I reckon yeah, you won't be home before midnight, what mate. You reckon the, what's the line for the after-party finish? For you or oh, for the for, players? For just general wrap-up of the... Not me. Tuesday. <laughs> hey, it's grand final week. If you're not playing, you've had a long season. Oh. You let your hair down, I say. Uh, now, just, just before we talk a little on, on, on Brownlow, a little deeper into it, uh, it's been a pretty big year when it comes to Betfair in the AFL. Huge, huge year. We've got some uh, massive in-play price winners, um, some huge comebacks. Yes. Lots of data. I'll, I'll give you a few. Give me some. 
Crows traded $100 in play and kicked four on the bounce in the last quarter against Port round three and the after the siren match. So someone got $100 in play Ooh. about the Crows. Jordan Dawson, thank Jordan you. Jordan Dawson after the siren. Um, Gold Coast versus Richmond. Gold Coast traded 100 in play. Trailed by 40 points in the third quarter, came back and beat Richmond. I don't know if you remember that game. Absolutely, I do. And Fremantle, Melbourne. What a match that was. Um, <laughs> Melbourne it was over halfway through the second quarter. Dockers traded at $50 at halftime, and they uh, kicked 12 out of the last yep. 13 goals or something. Well, when Melbourne were undefeated. When Melbourne were undefeated, uh, they won by 38 points. <laughs> Huge. Um, just to Sydney, we've got Paps listing. Three of the four matches they started as an outsider, they won, which was amazing. Um They've hit $6 in play in five wins. So they've come from behind and hit $6 in play in a head-to-head battle and won the match from there, which is unheard of, really. So they've been a – everyone talks about Collingwood coming back, yep. and, but Collingwood games have often been tight throughout. Mm-hmm. Sydney, that's, that's big for them. Monstrous. And one of those games would have been the Melbourne game, in fact, when they played the week after the Fremantle-Melbourne yep. game. The, uh, the Swans went to the G with our buddy – and got the job done. Remarkably, just for people playing at home as well, the last loss for the Cats was against St Kilda. Didn't make the eight. Last loss for the Swans against Essendon, and we know how that season went. So these two teams haven't lost since losing to teams that didn't have great years. Yes. Just on, well, you mentioned Collingwood. Collingwood won 13 matches where they traded as the outsider during That's... the match. So that, at some point in time, they so... were the outsider in the match. They won 13 of them. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, it's been rammed down our throats, and for all the good reasons, because of how great Collingwood have been late game situations. But data-wise and betting-wise via Betfair, there's an opportunity to make some really good money over the course of the year when a team has that type of profile. Trading, it's beautiful. You can do it. Even on the premiership market, they fluctuate. You can get on Mm -hmm. there and and trade throughout the year. Brownlow is great to trade on as well. We've talked about a lot of players hitting massive prices throughout the year. And so I can get some of those up. Like, you go through, Lockie Neal hit $21 high. He got his lowest $2.54 yeah, Just under the year. $21. When was that? Do you have very, when that was? Very early in the yep. season, yeah. So he was he polled likely three votes in his first couple of weeks, um, and he firmed on the back of that. So he started the year about that $21 mark, came in at $12.50 after three in round one, and then probably gets three in round two and, and was almost straight in, away a, went. straight in a single figures. Clayton Oliver was three twenty low, high as $28 at various points. The big one. Paddy Cripps, mate, when he got suspended, mm-hmm. he was traded $50 plus. People were laying him, didn't think he could win, obviously, and he got off. Well, this is Amazing. the big thing, right? And, and this is, that is the, the interest and the intrigue and the drama around that type of situation because when the, the two weeks was offered to him after the, the game at the Gabba, there would be people who'd be like, well, I can play this smartly. Next thing you know, <laughs> next <laughs> thing you know, we're going a little higher up the food chain and Patrick Cripps is able to play the, the last two weeks, of which he will certainly... He will certainly get votes in that last game against Collingwood. Yep. So it, it wasn't like he rolled back and didn't get any votes. He rolled back, and I reckon there's a three sitting right there because his second half, him and Pendlebury went toe-to-toe in a, in a couple of situations, and they were huge. So um, that that just adds to the storyline of what could be. Great question from Braden on the text. Uh, Houston had 36 and two goals in that round one. He'll either get – that's going to be – you can actually log in and, and vote and, and bet on that round one votes mm-hmm. in that match. So that is Houston's the clear danger to to kneel in that round. So you can – if you if you like him, Braden, you can jump on and, and back Houston to get through there. Who won the game? I can't remember. It's Braden or no? Yeah. I'd have to go back. I think – no, actually it was. It was uh, Port Adelaide lost their first five. So yes. it was definitely Brisbane. So that that's – not saying it always happens this way, but sometimes the uh, I've got a, I've the got idea a model gets here. swayed towards the winner. I've got a model here that Three has votes. him 
getting three votes, twenty four percent chance. So um, he had thirty one disposals. He got seven uh, age votes. He uh, Herald Sun Player of the Year, two coaches votes. Neil, so. Yeah, you'll get two or two or three. And we've got to point out as well, the Brownlow predictor at Betfair has, has successfully predicted the last three Brownlow medal winners, right? Correct. And the Quinella. And the Quinella. Exactor. Exactor. So there you go. So that's that's the type of form, the statistical data of which Betfair go to to be able to continually have year in, year out the right answer. Just off the text, here we go. Most votes per team. Uh, Pies, Crisp, Cats, Cameron, Giants, Kelly, D's, Oliver. Power row Z equals home equals money. Ching, ching, Betfair. There you go. I'm not sure. I'm just going to see if there's a name on that. I'm not sure there is. So I apologize if I've missed your name. Uh, off the text, I actually think we were way more stiff losing like we did to Geelong rather than the Swans. Well, yep. they had the lead against Geelong, which is something they haven't and they didn't have against Sydney. But, yeah, not a bad point. Uh, Dave asking a question. I'm new to racing. What does it mean when you say he dropped his hands? Did you answer this question yet? I haven't yet. No. So basically, Dave... Bowman stopped riding for yeah. the last stride. So just relax. instead of punching the horse out and getting right up on their neck, they just drop their hands and relax. And um, it's a common phrase in, in riding. So, um, yeah, he's been known to do that, Bowman, but he won't do it again after that 13-day suspension. The jock relaxes. If, if, you, if you you are new to racing, as you said, Dave, but if you're watching it, they're, they're just trying ferociously to get the horse to the post and you just relax the hands for a split second. And um, if it costs you 99 times out of 100, you're okay because a horse mm. isn't close enough to be able to put the nose down and beat you. But lost in running, there's an argument, I guess, the stewards felt yesterday that he could have ran second rather than – he ran third, didn't he? Yeah, and it cost yeah. people money at the yeah, end Yeah, absolutely. Of the day. It cost punters, well – If you had the Quinella or if you had the yeah. Chapter, whatever. And it cost the connections money, which is uh, what mm. so much of uh, of the stewards look after as well. All right, what are you wearing tonight? Your black tie, oh, you ready to go? got the tux ready. I've got yeah. to go home and iron the shirt. Yes. Um, yeah, bag of fruits ready to go, so – yeah, it'll be be good, mate. Dust it off. Yeah. Wore it in the Darwin Cup last time, so yeah. who knows what condition oh, it's in. Oh, no. The ball. Well, the, the Darwin Cup ball last time I wore the t- Hopefully it's come up all right. Uh, uh, I should have checked that by yeah, now. You'll be right. <laughs> I have faith, uh, I believe. I will say, just got to put it in the lay bin. Our man fits magic. And not necessarily about today because he's got a family thing on, but I'll say this. Oh, he moves to Victoria, and the next thing you know, the Cats are in a grand final. He's trying to wind down his, his, his grand final week engagements because his beloved Cats are in the granny. So uh, I'm only joking. Fitzy, well and truly on fire at the moment. Hey, enjoy tonight, mate. Can't wait for it, and uh, we'll talk next week. Been a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Tommy Haylock, all thanks to Betfair. Make sure you get involved, and don't forget tonight from 5 o'clock, himself, Sam Hargraves, and Mickey Barlow with the Betfair Edge of Brownlow Medal. And, of course, there's more markets for Brownlow Night at Betfair. Always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Hang around. Sam Highlander, join me next. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.